Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. Since the last time we recorded, folks, we've seen a bench boost go bust. We've seen a certain OOP midfielder score four goals. And believe it or not, we've also seen a Ben Foster FPL return actually worth talking about. What unprecedented times we live in, indeed. But it's been almost a full calendar. No, it has actually been a full calendar year since we started season two. And I think this never-ending season is is dragging on a little bit. Uh, I know it is for me and a many an FPL manager out there. But we're almost at the finishing line. And as I said, this never-ending story must go on. But before we do, allow me to introduce who is quite clearly the Falcor of the FPL Hangover podcast. And by that, I mean a soulless mechanical puppet, but nonetheless, my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? I'm doing good. Good. I will say that. I had no idea what the Falcor uh, thing is in reference to. I can imagine it's a never-ending story because this is a never-ending season. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know okay. if I tied it in good, you know, well enough there in the beginning. It was a bit rambly, but my intros always are. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a never-ending story reference. Cheers for sandbagging another one. Yeah, no, the, knowing you, yeah, I know you like your kind of movie references. and uh, I got that whole never-ending part, so I was like, that's a movie I haven't seen before. I've never seen that movie. So. Really? But, uh, yeah, I've never seen it. I think I may have seen a bit of that, a bit of that when I was a kid. Yeah. I can't well, I remember well, when he was riding around on, so maybe it's a- I have seen it's a luck dragon, Seamus. It's not a dog. And welcome to the first episode of the never-ending story hangover. Seamus, how's your FPL week been going? Good so far. Yeah, good so far. It's it's getting to the stage of the season where there's not a whole lot for me to play for. So really, it's all about you and me and where yeah. we are race to each other and our little head-to-head and our mini-league. Um, we're both around the 100k mark the last couple of weeks, bouncing up and down a bit and... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a bit frustrating the last few weeks, and we haven't actually spoken in two weeks, so mm-hmm. that probably means four game weeks in, in these terms, probably an FPL lifetime. Yeah, so really, it's all about how I'm doing this week compared to you, and I've been off got off to a good start. Um, my differentials this week were my Wolves players because you've gotten off Wolves recently, so Doherty and Jimenez have both come in uh, for the points. Twelve for Doherty, five for Jimenez. Ings. Almost, uh, Ings is my vice captain this week. I've captain Fernandez, who I believe you have as well, right? Mm-hmm. He's my captain. Uh, Still to play. To cut across you, Seamus, we are recording this mid game week 37, which is a bit of a strange one for us. But uh, the way shit's lying, and, and I wanted to kind of give this a nice long bit of space before game week uh, 38 and let it digest in everyone's FPL gullets. But uh, sorry, Seamus. Yeah, you were calling out. You, I've come off Wolves. You're still on him. Uh, Ings yeah. is your vice captain. Fernandez is your captain. What else are we looking at? I know there's a certain Man City midfielder that's a big differential for you the last few weeks. Yeah, Sterling has been really what's uh, keeping the wolf in the door. The wolf being you. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been doing okay there. And uh, I think as it stands, my differentials have come in as Sterling, Darty Jimenez. Ings could have been so much more for Ings. That's kind of a bit disappointing. Um, so those have all done well and uh, McCarthy is my goalkeeper um, now I know your goalkeeper's done well tonight anyway you had Foster as you he is yeah, um, I alluded to that at the start of the episode a fantastic well what looks to be a nine point return now as, as I said this is still mid game week and mid you know match day in regards to Man City Watford so nothing's been 100% confirmed yet but live via FPL is uh, you know kind of announcing at 10 past 10 that he's going to get two bonus points. And I think that's pretty, pretty safe bet. So a big return for Ben Foster owners this week in a yeah. week that, as I, I made a joke before we started recording that, you know, oh, this was the one week that I actually wanted him for, the Man City match. Of course, I was being my usual sarcastic self. And when you look at his previous fixtures, West Ham, Newcastle, Norwich, not a clean sheet in sight. I actually made the decision this week to bench him. I, I said, fuck you. You know what, Button? Come on, son. You're getting a start. And you're getting a start this week. Game week 37. Let's see what you got. Uh, <laughs> of course, that didn't. He would have had a clean sheet. So, right decision. 
Yeah, well, in my head, I was thinking, like, the only thing that can fuck me here is if he comes in for a minus, you know, or if he comes in for, like, the last 10 minutes because Ryan pulls a hammy or something like that. And uh, I'm, I'm, there, I'm there, you know, hoisted by my own petard. But no, he didn't. So Foster will come off my bench and, uh, and leave me with a nice nine-point return. And that's thanks to a penalty save from the man that led us here, Sterling. That's the second penalty save I've had for my players this week, which is so frustrating. I assumed De Bruyne was going to take the penalty, so I was surprised to see Sterling stepping up doing it, uh, to take it. Um, and I was like, when he tapped it in, I was like, oh, well, look, it's the same. He gets three points, five for the goal, minus two. I'm just happy he t- tucked in the rebound because whatever about missing a penalty, if they don't get the rebound or score a rebound, that's when, like, when Ings missed his penalty, I was like, but if it bounced back to me, slid it in, I would have went, okay, two goals is fine. Not not as good, but when he just misses it, it's such a huge swing. And in Ings' case, that would have put him onto 13 points. He was already on for three bonus. I would have taken the nine points, but that would have pushed him up to 13. Instead, he ends up with four. That's a nine-point swing. And I know there's all these swings throughout the season, but when they're this late in the season, you know, if you and I, if our league comes down to like one or two points i will look back at that penalty save as you know the the final point of the season for me even though there's going to be moments in game week fucking 13 and stuff where the same kind of thing could happen yeah but it's always a bit the ones that are probably the most recent are the freshest in your memories and they're the ones that's gonna stick with you a bit more towards the end that's to be expected but uh yeah no it did benefit uh me as i said your, your starting loss and my foster penalty save it was a big point swing and like not dissimilar yeah. to ing's missing that penalty so between us personally yeah big uh big kind of losses and gains being had i think it's interesting it was something i kind of thought of you know, as as I was prepping for the episode and I was like, are we, like, what is the percentage of FPL managers, um, FPL managers and FPL podcast listeners who are kind of just focused on their overall rank or who are kind of letting their mini leagues kind of dictate them? Because, I mean, there has to be two kinds of people right now in regards to are they going for that first place mini league, i.e. similar to myself? I'm coming off Wolves, not because I thought him in his was a bad uh, shout for the last two fixtures, but because I thought maybe Jesus would do more, probably should have done more. And uh, especially when you look at today's fixtures against Watford, to see a 94-minute goal ruled out was a bit a bit uh, of a sting. But I, did not that. I turned that game off before the end because it was 4-0, Sterling had gone off. Um, I was finishing up work. Is what I was working at the time, so I had it on a secondary monitor, and I was like... I just can't deal with this now. I can't deal with Foden getting the second goal who's sitting on my bench. I can't deal with Jesus banging in two goals. It always happens with uh, these teams when it's like three or four nil. There's always a, like a 90-minute goal. Oh, I completely, completely relate. I did the same Did the same with Wolves during the week when Darty got the assist and went one nil up against Crystal Palace. I went, nope, off you go. And I just turned the match off. I was like, I can't be there watching, hoping and praying that Jimenez and Darty stay quiet for the rest of this. I just got to, you know, take a breather. But um, Especially with Wolves, who've lost, had their clean sheet bust in the final minute for like two weeks in a row just before that. Uh, I did end up watching the end of that game and it was a bit stressful. I was kind of of the opinion that, well, look, like you had size on your team who didn't play. So I was like, look, either way, Darty's on for he's probably still going to get a couple of bonus and he'd be up for five points, points gained. That'll, that'll have sickened a lot of FPL managers, I think, this week in regards to uh, a lot of people that had doubled up on Wolves, uh, had size as their kind of you know cheaper midfielder or cheaper defender. Uh, you had people who decided to go the cheap option and sacrifice the likes of Darty's attacking potential. And like myself, with size absolute balls to see him rested for the first time this season he doesn't play a minute that's crazy like yeah I didn't realize how integral he was to the team he was obviously one of these players who last year was towards the end of the season was becoming more and more important to the team and I know Bali was missing for such a large portion that he has played so many minutes and he's played really really well but I'm just so surprised because like you know last year was all about Ryan Bennett who's now with Leicester yeah, <laughs> who actually started this week as well. Yeah, you were asking what percentage of managers are more concerned with their mini-league versus, you know, their overall rank. And I actually know the answer to that. Go for it. 8.6%. Have it right here. 
Oh, for those who are, are enjoying this via the audio, I mixed the words audio and medium together there, the audio that is FPL Hangover, uh, Seamus is about to crack open a nice 8.6 can of beer. Yeah. Is that to prematurely uh, celebrate your FPL rank, Seamus? No, it's because I said I was going to crack open some beers this evening. I went over before these games kicked off and I knew what Sterling was about to do. Um, but yeah, I said I'd get it. There was, a, there was an 8.6% beer and there's another beer over there which was 8%. This is just called 8.6 Original Intense Blonde Beer. So, I don't know, is that just his name? 8.6% or 8.6 Original? Either way, I've been waiting for like two minutes to crack this open. You gave me a segue. What, you don't know what percentage. So I was like, this gives me a perfect segue. So now that up <laughs> sip, sip a beer for the working man indeed but yeah uh wolves not really um surprising too many managers i think this week in terms of their results i'd say if anything managers have been probably a little bit disappointed that jimenez is you know only returned to five but i think that was the issue i kind of spotted in the last couple of weeks is that his ceiling is not the highest in regards to strikers. He's just Mr. Consistency. And uh, I'm sure, you know, they'll be solaced by that late assist for Jimenez. But going into the last game week, Seamus, against Chelsea, how are Wolves in your... Before we get to that, actually, before we break down, I've already said how there's, you know, kind of maybe two kinds of managers regarding those who look at mini leagues, those who look at the overall rank. There's also two kinds of managers in regards to those with free hits and those without free hits. And again, we're kind of lucky in the sense that I am heading into game week 38 with a free hit. It's still there. I've saved it in as a, as a plan B in case I messed up. And as, and as things are looking right now, there's a chance that might be the case. We'll see. There's still a lot of the game week left to go and FPL can be a cruel bitch, but not as cruel a bitch as game week 38, which is kind of scary to be going into with a free hit. But I am happy to have it in my back pocket. You, on the other hand, don't have a free hit, Seamus. So you're coming into no. this and sitting kind of with a mild lead on top of the mini league. You're probably more concerned with the mini league than you are with your overall rank. So you're looking at maybe shielding things a little bit more than attacking. Which would you rather, Seamus, going into to game week 38? I mean... I would rather be going into this game week around the 20k mark trying to get into the top 10k or something like that with one final week push or something but uh yeah much like i'm not doing that well my disastrous start to the season means that um you know that's not the case uh you know going into this game week at the very start of the game week i think it was at 115k i've only been inside the top 100k four different game weeks this season i anticipate when you broke into the top million after game week 12 yeah. game week 13 so it's taken a while for me to even get started here. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of all right, happy enough to be there. I just, I'd like to improve my rank and finish top 100K. You know, if I, the higher I can get, the better, you know, 70, 80, 70K, whatever. But at this stage, I'm not really playing for much. So it's all coming down to our head to head. I just want to remain ahead of you. And as it stands, all things being equal tonight, we've no, we've no uh, skin in the game in this. Um, Arsenal lost the Villa game, which is that still one nil? Do you know? Too? No, that ended. Uh, I'm pretty sure that ended uh, as you Did were as you were jamming on there. But go on anyway, and I'll look it up as you're talking. Yeah, it ended one nil. We've no skin in that game, but we have. Uh, there's 30 points separating us as it is, uh, and the only difference is we both a Bruno captain, Wan Bissaka and Trent. So we have. I have Pulisic and Greenwood versus your Antonio and Rashford. Yeah, so what it really boils down to is what it's really boiling down to is like you're going into that final game week from a kind of, you know, you got the high ground. You don't have to be too worried about going mad. I, as things stand, need to look for different approaches, maybe look at slight differentials. And I think that's kind of going to hopefully make this episode a little bit uh, more interesting, especially when it gets down to the, like the drunk tank, because there's a good few questions. questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good few questions. But looking at the likes of Wolves, you know, you've held on to them for ages. They've been pretty consistent. You've got Doherty and Jimenez going into game week 38 against Chelsea. Chelsea are going to have everything to play for, most likely. Um, I have, We don't know how they get on against, uh, again, in their fixture this week, but they'll have everything to play, yeah, everything to play for. Like, are you happy to hold on for, to Wolves or what's the story there? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, let, let me just pull up my team here real quick, uh, just to see how my team's looking going into. I have two free transfers I rolled this week going in. My keeper is fine. Not going to waste the transfer there. McCarthy at home for Southampton against Sheffield United. Final game of the season. Normally, I would recommend. I would say that kind of looks like a potential. Uh, that kind of that on paper that would be like a one-all game to but me. What do you Final, think of the Wolves match, Seamus? Focusing on them. Oh, sorry, sorry. So the Wolves match. Uh, my my all my other players look good. Um, I, as it stands, my boss team has Jimenez starting, Doherty on the bench. Resting and Doherty after just delivering a twelve-point return. Yeah, I, I mean, it's against che- he's against Chelsea. They played Chelsea earlier in the season. I believe it was 5-2. I was going to yeah. double-check. Got smashed. Yeah, it was 5-2. And uh, they were at home at the time. Chelsea could be tired having played so many games. You know, they played... Um, they have less of a rest day to begin with because they Wolves played yesterday and Chelsea are playing tomorrow. So they have like two days between uh, less rest. And they played in the FA Cup at the weekend. So maybe... You know, Wolves will be will rip their throat out. So I don't know, but the rest of my team looks good. I've got Ings at home. I've got Triple City at home. I'm going to play Fernandez against. Uh, or play Fernandez against uh, you know uh, Leicester. Yeah. I've got Pulisic at home to Wolves. He might go. Okay, he might go. Um, my defense looks good. So if I'm going to make you know two moves, I could use the money from Doherty down to somebody cheap, to allow maybe Pulisic to you know. Son or something like that, possibly, yeah. or maybe I might. I don't know if I can get Jimenez up to somebody. I won't be able to get him to Harry Kane, which is disappointing. But yeah. maybe if I think a minus four, I could get him to Harry Kane or who knows, um, Aubameyang or something like that. There's players out there. I haven't there looked is. at it too much in detail. I'm sure you have because you're on a free hit. Yeah, I've tried to be pretty like uh, kind of respectful and just wait until game week 37 ends. I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what situation I'm going to be in. Like if, if Rashford suddenly, this was obviously before Sterling returned, what was it, like 17 points again this yeah. week? Uh, so, I mean... That's a strong bit. <laughs> that's a strong bit. That's 8.6%, James. <laughs> That'll get you there. But like there's a lot of fixtures. What I do like about game week 38 and for those who are free hitting is there's a lot of fixtures that are very easy to target that you mightn't have targeted before. You already mentioned Spurs there. They're going into the final game week against a Crystal Palace side. Now it is a way, but it's against the Crystal Palace side who look pretty abject of any bit of form lately. And they did suffer another setback in their match at the weekend. I assume it was the weekend. I've lost all sense of the days. But uh, they sort of suffered another setback where uh, one of Sacco went off injured. So they, they might be down another centre-back. I'm pretty sure he's out for that match. So a pretty weakened Crystal Palace side against, as you mentioned, uh, a, Spurs for, a Spurs team looking to have got a bit of form. Harry Kane especially has been kind of returning much. You also have the likes of Arsenal-Watford. That's another very targetable fixture. Arsenal will be be pretty fucking pissy they lost tonight again we haven't had time to digest that that's a big loss for Arsenal and a big win for Villa yeah it means um, basically Arsenal can't finish sixth at the moment at the table up here let me pull it up here just to see how that looks now so Arsenal are on 53 points yeah they can't finish top seven now um, they're not going to be able to catch Spurs or Wolves and uh, Aston Villa now are on 34 points which is the same as Watford they go outside the relegation zone on goal difference but West Ham are safe. This is United are playing tomorrow. West Ham, pretty much nothing game for them anyway. Uh, they do like to play United. They do like playing the big teams and show up and perform against them. But if they're celebrating tonight or tomorrow or during the weekend, they might not be as prepared or as eat up as they should as be. As focused, it, yes. I was looking at it. I think there is a thirteen goal difference between West Ham and Aston Villa, which means Aston Villa would need to beat West Ham, who they're playing in the final day of the season, 7-0 to basically, uh, you know. Still. So Aston Villa, West Ham can just basically sit there and just like, oh, yeah, win 1-2-0 and we're still going to survive ahead of you. Because um, West Ham need both Watford and Aston Villa to pass the most. So as long as they just don't lose to Aston Villa or lose by not seven goals, they should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um well, I suppose before we break down Game Week 38 anymore, Seamus, we might as well head on over into the drunk tank and check out some of the questions we got because uh, I know that like basically everything's going to be pointing straight towards Game Week 38, free-hitting, I'm not free-hitting. I know there's even a couple of questions already uh, kind of looking towards next season. So with that in mind, Seamus, let's open the drunk tank. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Who to start with? Who to start with? Um, okay. I'm going to start with uh, the... Well, I'll start with the first question on... You're the epitome see. of professionalism. I must say that. Now, there's questions on your page and there's questions on mine. So I want to start with the oldest question. The oldest question we have is from... Uh, Nuclear Adams, which is at Adams underscore nuclear on Twitter. Um, he's asked, can you name the must-own players to get with the free hit from teams who are in the top 12? Not interested in the bottom eight, top 12 only. Yeah, I think it's interesting. He's basically going up. I have my bottom my bottom half covered. I just want to be targeting the teams at the top. Number one team to target for game with 38? Manchester City. Yeah, question. you're not worried about rotation. That is the question. But if you're on a free hit you can decide who you want to go for. I think if I was going to go for any player at the moment, um, I would be, I would, I would want Sterling, I think. Seeing as he's been playing really well, really well recently, and he came off after 63 minutes, I don't think Foden, who played 90 today, is probably going to play in that game. He may, but, you know, there is the narrative that David Silva, final game of his Man City career, Possibly. It's not a narrative. Okay. That's a fact. And, that, and I think it is a fact that he's leaving. They, it was being mentioned recently that he might be offered, there's an option to possibly offer him an extension. I assume so, they'd already done that and he said no. Has, any, has he signed a deal with any other team at the moment? Uh, no, but if I've had to listen to commentators mention David Silva fucking leaving Man City every 10 minutes of a Man City game for the last six weeks or however long it's been, then, then that all comes to nothing. I'm going to be super pissy. So there's a lot of people kind of going like, this is going to be his last uh, home game and stuff like that. You know, he, probably, he could play in the FA Cup as well. Maybe he's rested for this game to play in the FA Cup. Who knows? There's no fans there. There's no like, oh, we want to give him a final send-off for the fans. I think so it's fair to say that he didn't play today and will most likely start against Norwich yes. based on, just based on simple how Pep has been rotating him. I think it's a definitely yeah. narrative or no narrative. He's a sure starter, I think, at the weekend. 100% agree with that. Yeah, I think based on how Pep normally does this, he has kind of said people will be rotated. I think he starts the next day. I think it's probably at... Uh, and I think Maris starts the next day. I think it's going to be at Foden's expense, probably Bernardo's expense. Um, Kevin De Bruyne might be rested because yeah. he's not really needed. It's a nothing game. I think the fact Sterling came off in 63 minutes and is going for a personal record means he'll probably play. So I like him. I like Bernardo. Or sorry, I like uh, David Silva. But the rest is hard to predict. But those are the players, you know, I, I could... And that's the team I that you, you... Yeah, and that's the team that you're kind of targeting is Man City at the moment. You're saying that that's your number one team. I mean, I get that. I mean, it's not a... There's so many to target as well, by the way. Not just that, but that's, that has to be number one. Norwich are absolutely crap. They're a team that gets paddling. We know on the final day of the season, a team could lose 7-0. Yeah. You know, there will be a possibility at all. There will be a return in game week 38 that will shock everyone. There always fucking is. And it will shock everyone. Go, oh, look, that's the game week 38, uh, whatever, yeah. you know, didn't, wonder fucking moment. Didn't Stoke absolutely batter Liverpool in like Steven Gerrard's final game or something like that? It's exactly. One or something fucking mental. There was a massive smashing uh, that saw Stevie G leave Anfield or wherever. I always remember years ago, this will show you how long we're playing the game. Um, Middlesbrough absolutely smashing Man City. Man City weren't the Man City we know right now, but yeah. they were still that bad. But Middlesbrough, I think, may have even gotten relegated. They won 7 1. I remember. Got like, you know, I believe. Goals. That was actually the very first year we played FBL, if memory serves me correctly, because that was a big swing in our own mini league was the Middlesbrough result. Yeah, I think it was a 7-1 or 7-2. Yeah. Um, uh, that would be the equivalent of uh, fucking Newcastle beating Brighton 7-1. It would yeah. be just like a really bizarre standout-ish result that you weren't expecting. And uh, yeah, if you can get on the right team this week and get like a, a haul like Antonio got only a couple of game weeks ago, you know, that could be what closes the distance uh, in your mini leagues. And with so that in that mind, and looking at, like, you know, Nuclear's question, we, you're saying Man City's number one. Who's number two? Because I know Arsenal are standing out. Like, I know it's hard to, to pretend like tonight's fix, fixture didn't happen because, like, at the start of this episode, I wasn't expecting Arsenal to lose 1-0 to Villa. But they are going into that last game week without being able to finish in the European spots, as you mentioned. But they are going up against a managerless Watford who just got smashed by City. And uh, 
like that could easily be a route as well. Yeah, the um, the thing to take from this, okay, I just want to mention, like, because this kind of what we're talking about right now actually ties in with another couple of questions. So I just want to mention uh, at Lefe seventy eight A, who's Didi, who's a good command for questions here. He's asked as well, what one signing do you think lads will get me off? Uh, get me off the off license with a fortune this weekend. Basically, which one player is going to make the difference to help him close the gap from second place, which he's in in two of his mini leagues, to uh, get to the top space, uh, top spot, and uh, win his uh, win a lot of arrogance. So he um, he's asking for players, as is uh, Nuclear Adams, and uh, Liam has also asked, what one free transfer left and enough in the bank to fold to Silva? That makes sense, right? So if you can do Foden to Silva, I'm going to say yes to that because we're talking about Silva. We both say we think he's going to start next week. We talked about Man City. Yeah. Just players-wise, I think Sterling would be a player I absolutely have on my team. He'll probably be my captain this week, I think, based on the fixtures. Uh, Spurs against Crystal Palace, who've lost, what, eight in a row now? I think it's eight. Um, they've, got, uh, they've only scored like two goals in that period. Spurs defender I'd have in my, um, my team. Probably Harry Kane or Son, maybe both. And uh, yeah, Arsenal against Watford. But the only thing about Arsenal Watford is Aston Villa have shown that they can beat Arsenal. Watford are fighting for their lives. They'll think we can beat these guys. That's and a good point. Bridini likes playing Arsenal. He thinks they're soft. You know, he could stick it up them and, you know, it could easily. With so no you're saying in response. So uh, I'd hedge my bets. I'd only go up Amiang in that one. Or maybe Saka for Spudler. So in response to Didi's question, what one signing do you think would get him to the off-license with a fortune this weekend? If you're sticking your name out there, Troy Deeney. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think that's what I was trying to get across. That's um, what I came I, across. <laughs> I'm looking at, um, if I'm completely honest, I'm looking at Harry Kane or Son. Yeah, I think Harry Kane or Son are the two the two kind of stand out. I wouldn't say differential, but I mean I, I feel like that's kind of what that question is almost like what one sign do you think is going to get you get me the fortune? What's the game week 38 sign that you haven't already had that might get you? For me, yeah. I think like we know what Aubameyang can do. I think that's another uh, it's a bit obvious, but like I mean, he is chasing uh, some kind of golden boot thing as well, I imagine. Is he still up there? Who knows with Danny Ings fucking right up everyone's ass. Harry Kane's on 17 goals, so he's not really going to get anything. I think, like, even as it stands, like, his worst season to date um, before now has been 17 goals. So this season is tied with his worst ever season. So you um, have the goal-scoring rankers that ranks there, do you? I was looking at Harry Kane the last day. I um I don't have it there, but I can pull it up really quickly. I what I was checking was Harry Kane and Son's ownership in the top 10k. I don't like to look at overall ownership, um, purely because a lot of dead teams out there. People would have had Kane and Son in from earlier on the season who are no longer playing anymore. Um, Son's top 10k ownership is 12.4 percent, and his uh, Kane's is only six percent. So that would make you huge ground if they go off. So anyone who's had them the last week or two has probably been seeing you know a whole lot of uh a whole lot of joy uh what were you asking me oh the goal scoring uh charts uh Vardy's top of 23 then there's Ings with 21 Aubameyang is on 20 and uh Salah Sterling are both on 19 then you've got Mane Martial Rashford Kane and Jimenez all on 17 so, so they're not all, no but the usual suspects are all going to be looking like you saw Sterling I think it's fair to say that he took today's penalty uh Probably because he was chasing the the golden boot, uh, at least some oh, yeah. it has to be. Now he missed a fucking thing, so I don't know what that means. There's a there's a reason that KDB started taking the penalties for City, lest everyone forget. And seeing Sterling miss again, I'm I don't know, I'm pretty happy about that. I know you were. It was a great save by Foster. It was a really strong hand. He just pulled it up out of the air, but yeah, he tapped in the rebound. So uh, it's not so much for. The golden boot record that Sterling wanted that. Sterling said his goal is to get to 20 league goals, um, which as a winger is a really good um, you know, target. You know, that's his target. You know, he wants to get that. Yeah. So for that reason, I think he's going to play the next game, start the next game to get a chance to get that. He's not going to win the golden boot. He's four goals behind, even with his two goals today. He you could know, do an Antonio. I guess he could do it in the last game of the season, but I think he just wants uh, one more goal. And that Salah, would have to mean that none of the other strikers score. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So Vardy is against United, and as United fans, 
I don't know how you feel, praying he's not scoring this game. Um, he does well against big teams. We all know that. But uh, I'd love to see Vardy, or sorry, not Vardy, Ings uh, win it. You know, get a couple of two, three goals, a hat trick in the last game of the season. I don't know. I would be torn if Ings was to do well because, like, there is obviously the fact that you having him and me not, and it's too late for me to get him in. I won't be doing it for game week thirty-eight. Would be absolutely debt for my my uh, my mini league rank. But he's just had such a fantastic season that I can't help but feel happy for him. You know. And I was going to say he doesn't take penalties, but he did take one this weekend. That's probably why he doesn't take them. Only war price, but Southampton have missed a lot of penalties uh, recently as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been a star for me this year. Um, I would love to see him pass uh, out Vardy. Yeah. Um, so going back to, back to Didi's question there, Seamus. He says one sign in. I think we're both... I would actually agree with you there. I don't know how this will affect my fucking uh, free hit team, but I would probably say Harry Kane is that one sign in. If because as you said, six percent inside the top ten k. Um, if you could just get him in this week without taking a hit, I feel like in a way, match against Crystal Palace is, is a tasty fixture. That would be that would be mine. Um, yeah, you could look at Aubameyang as well. I'm just going to check his top ten uh, k ownership. I mean, Harry Kane's overall ownership, by the way, is like nearly twelve percent. It's eleven and a half. Well, you check Aubameyang's. I'm going to answer Liam at Spurs Liam Seven's question. Uh, I know you already mentioned that you would do Foden to Silva. I would just like to also give my seal of approval on that. I'm all for the Foden. I have Foden as well, and I'm free hitting, so I'd probably go Silva just because I know that's a move that Seamus isn't going to make. Do you know? So like, so he not you'd have to take hits and stuff. They're the little things I'm probably going to look at with my free hit, and uh, you know, kind of try target areas like that. I think David Silva is one to go for, but you were looking up a Aubameyang. Yeah, his top 10K ownership is um, 8%, 8.04%. So he's a real differential as well in uh, the, the upper echelons. Now, they're both around the same price, so you can't really, you know, really count too much. I mean, you could look at Jesus, but like considering he's had another blank here today, he's been doing really well. I mean, I know probably not in the last, like, what is it? Uh, Last week got eight points, but it's like before today it was eight, fourteen, eight. He could Paul next week. Yeah. Um, Do you so expect to him play, to start though? Play ninety minutes this match? I imagine he's probably wanted for the final, you know. But he has started the last five games in a row. Yeah. Games, even I think he started the Liverpool game as well in the league. Um, did he start the FA Cup? I'm gonna say yes, he did. Which he did. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like he started a lot of games, so maybe he's due a rest final game for the FA Cup. I don't think they want to potentially injure him for a game that they'll look at like we should be beating these Norwich guys. No, I get you. I get you. There could be fucking new team players in the squad. He could have some guy we've never heard of playing centre forward. Yeah, so. we could uh, see a bit more of that, uh, Andy Garcia lad. Yeah, yeah. So that is. Um, that is a, like a lot of the questions that are all kind of lining up. So yeah, Silva, great option. Um, any other players we haven't mentioned or you know that you you are looking at? And you you're got the guy playing the free hit. What are you looking at as guys that can really make the difference, close the gap between you and me? I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I'm not gonna, probably not gonna get anyone anyway. I mean, as I said, the players I'll be getting at would be Pulisic, Jimenez, and Doherty. Two of those three will probably go. And uh, sorry, Foden. So um, I might get rid of Foden and Jimenez and try and see if I can get in Son and someone cheap up front or something. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, I'm looking around and I'm going to see, like, there's like, I know that you're going to most likely try and target. You can't do everything. You know what I mean? You only have your two free transfers and my plan is to basically hit it from all angles. And I'm looking at the likes of Arsenal, the likes of an Aubameyang, Kane, front two, um, and then kind of getting in your David Silva's. One of the questions I'm like worried about, and I'm sure there's a few FPL managers out there who are also thinking the same thing, is KDB. Like, does he play in that last game? Like, he played another 90 minutes uh, in this, you know, in the match that's gone today against Watford. He has been rested quite a bit, and we know how pivotal KDB is to Man City uh, in regards to, you know, keeping him safe for the fucking Champions League uh, matches do you know so I'm kind of worried that KDB doesn't play against Norwich and I'm thinking is there much point if I'm going into the last game we got a free hit do you just say fuck like KDB one of the highest owned uh, the, uh, players in the top 10k fuck it you're out I'm getting in I'm getting in someone else you know 
maybe, a, maybe a son. I mean, you can do that easily this week purely because you don't have to worry about oh, how do I get him back in. Season's yeah. over. Um, you can just kind of go, yeah, sorry, KDB. I think you're going to be rested. Now, if you see that lineup at 3.05 on Sunday and KDB's in it, you are going to shit bricks because you're going to be like, oh, my God. We're playing Norwich. KDB could get 27 points here. Yeah, exactly. Um, he could tear him apart. But uh, what other questions have you got, Seamus? Uh, put them up. We haven't mentioned Liverpool at all, by the way, which I, I find odd seeing is they're playing Newcastle, who are kind of on the beach. Um, but I just can't trust Liverpool. Well, aren't Liverpool much? kind of on the fucking beach? Isn't that the issue? <laughs> yeah. I mean, attack wise, they're actually doing okay. Um, but defensively, they're just letting in silly goals and goals they should, like they're living, giving up uh, big opportunities, making mistakes like Van Dijk there last week against Arsenal. That's so uncharacteristic. Um, I just wouldn't trust their defence. I mean, I've got Trent. I could actually move Trent out next week. That is a possibility. But if you're already that- talking about rest and Doherty, I mean, Seamus, just don't think about it. Wait until the last couple of minutes before the deadline. Then just, you but, know, your gut take over. I could play, play Doherty, spin off Trent uh, for someone like four point whatever, just bench fodder, and then use the money to upgrade Foden to someone pretty decent, you know. I don't know who's out there, but yeah, it could just take a punt on fucking Sigurdsson for Bournemouth or something like that or McNeil for Burnley now I don't think either of those have very high ceilings so that's probably bad examples but uh, yeah players like uh, of that ilk yeah I also think you know if you wanted like again you know looking at kind of maybe long shots uh, puck fathers as we call them for the game week 38 there may be something to be said for Everton they're against a pretty porous Bournemouth side now I know Bournemouth are going to be given a, everything most likely they, but like I don't want to condone an Everton move, but I'm just looking at teams here who I'm thinking if you could target it for one week, that's a pretty nice fucking fixture as well. I think Richarlison does offer, like he has scored like three goals in the last eight games or something like that. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. he does tip away. He is out of position. Um, he did score there in the last match. I know Everton aren't creating much, but again, it depends on your mini league and how fucking they're pretty good at home. Away they're poor. They're pretty good at home. I have Dina, and I'm going to play him. Yeah. That's, that's happening. Uh, I don't really give a fuck if Bournemouth are... Like, I don't care if they played well against Man City. I don't really care if they're fighting for their lives. I think it's bye-bye Brighton or Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, uh, I, I don't care about you, Bournemouth. I think it's bye-bye Brighton. <laughs> it's 8%, 8.6% beer. I don't know what I'm drinking. It's... it's uh, we- you know you're drinking wino lager. Like, like as soon as I saw the can, I was like, oh, that's the homeless uh, guy lager. Then why did it cost 186, Jer? Because it's 186 for 8.6%. That's a bit... I yeah, I don't know. I was like, it kind of tastes a bit like wine. <laughs> you're going to feel that tomorrow, James. Thank fuck you just bought the one can. But uh, getting back to the drunk tank, James, come on, you're, you're dragging us all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Chieftain asks our good friend Chieftain at F Chieftain. He's changed his name from FPL Chieftain to just at F Chieftain. Would you hear that? Just to use a, a Chieftain phrase, he's putting you on blast. He's putting you on blast, Chief, for changing his name. Uh, so what? I think he's uh, disappointed with uh, his FPL season. I think he's uh, said, "Look, he's just on here in the Twitter community to talk football." Yeah, so maybe he maybe he finds the fucking FPL moniker too restricting and he wants to broaden his horizons Seamus you know yeah, give him a bit of credit actually it uh, he's a great lad um, he was saying look uh, he's considering hunch time as a gamble for the last game week you know who hunch time is sure don't you I don't do you not know the, uh, the what episode? is it with all the questions this week posing fucking riddles going back to DD I've ripped it up the last two game weeks thanks to Hi-Ho Silva and WW not Willy Wonka or Walter White we spent 15 minutes before this episode trying that to figure out who the fuck WW was. That took us too long. We're not I mean, even sure it is Wolves for Hampton Wanderers. <laughs> I mean, unless he's talking about Westwood for Burnley, that's Wolverhampton Wanderers. So I'm guessing he's been on Double Wolves Defence or Darty Jimenez or something like that. But uh, no, Hunch Time is Harry Kane. If you ever see the ad, you know, with the guys, he's like... Uh, heed your hunch and it goes into your man's brain and your man is I'll take it from here and he's throwing the javelins he's like Firmino Sterling oh the a betting ad is it yes yes the betting yes. ad Harry Kane um, it's a great nickname for him as well and Harry Kane has been you know doing brilliantly recently 
So he's considering him for the last game week. Mane and Jimenez out for Mountain King in for a minus four. Ooh, minus four is a bit hard, but he has the bench boost to cover. Um, yeah, he's appreciating any intergalactic thoughts or wisdom we may have. Yes, mm. that's great. What do you think? I think, uh, I mean, the, I think Kane is, as we said already, like he is kind of the, the hunch time gamble is, that should pay off, you know, uh, I think this week based on form. For a minus four, not so sure. And like, especially like with uh, Mount, I'm going, I don't know. Like, I like Mount. I actually brought him in in that uh, double game week when the whole thing restarted because uh, I thought, you know what, bit of a punt. But Mount against uh, who's it? Chelsea like Mount against Wolves? I don't know. I'd I'd reckon Jimenez is more likely to get a result against Chelsea than Mount is against Wolves. If you were to ask me. Yeah, you gotta look at the you gotta look at the the players you're getting rid of. So Jimenez out. I mean, Jimenez and Mount are playing each other. Uh, I actually like those moves. I definitely do. Um, for a minus four, that makes it less appealing. You do it straight there. If we look at Mount's points. Last few weeks, the last goal or assist he registered was in game week 29. So that's before the break. And since then, he started one, two, three, four games. I don't know if he started Sheffield United. He played 45. So I can't tell if he came on at halftime or off at halftime. So he started one, two, three, four, at least four games, played in two others and didn't play last week. He's going to start against Liverpool. Um... They have a final to take care of as well now. So, I don't know. I, I do like Mount. Minus four is putting me off a small bit. And you will feel sickened if Mane does business against Newcastle. Well, that's so, how I felt, uh, was it two weeks ago, when he scored against Arsenal, when I'd gotten him out for, uh, again, trying to, you know, maybe capitalise. I can't remember who I went for. Was it Foden? And uh, Mount or, and Mane scored. Yeah. Uh, against Arsenal so I, I don't know I'm hesitant at getting rid of Mane and Jimenez for a hit considering how lethal both those players are like that could really bite your nerves maybe there's a, an easier way I don't know I was going to back it and uh, I, I was hearing you kind of poo-pooing it and I was like no I think I, I'd back it but I think I talked myself out of it as I was discussing it so uh, sorry um, so much for intergalactic it. wisdom and thoughts I think Kane is definitely a good option uh, even for a hit, Mount, I don't know. There is the the worry about, uh, you know, he didn't play against Norwich and they've got an FA Cup final coming up. So mm. maybe maybe look elsewhere. Like if you can get afford Mount, can you not afford, what's Mount going for? He's, oh, he's only 6.0. Jesus, it's way cheaper than I thought he was. You're slipping, uh, Seamus. You're slipping. You used to have all this stuff in your brain, like a, like a codex. It's been that long since I actually looked at, considered Mount as an option. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say maybe if you could afford David Silva, but that's probably a stretch too far. Um, maybe consider somebody like, um, you know, Harry Kane and instead of Mount McNeil for Burnley. That could be a good option. Burnley are playing Brighton. You're really pushing the McNeil narrative in this episode. I must say that. I like it. Because I haven't had him all season and I like the player, he hasn't got a huge ceiling. But, uh, you know, I but think... Burnley don't have a huge fucking ceiling, let alone McNeil. No, but Burnley uh, are playing really well they're a team that have come through this uh research project research really motivated yeah and i wouldn't be surprised at all to see the shock result of the week to be a bernie team and go jesus bernie yeah. v bright 5-1 you know who would have talked chris wood would have got a hat trick nick or, pope yeah. scores two goals in yeah. world records fpl returns yeah you know what i mean so uh yeah i think that the choice there is bernie defenders um but yeah, who knows? Uh, someone like that could work, or you know, I haven't looked at it enough. I, I like uh, I like your thoughts, James. Armstrong for Southampton is appealing. Antonio for West Ham. I don't know if you can afford these guys, Chieftain. But you're saying all of them ahead of Mount, which I think, to be honest, with you, everyone you called out there. I think Antonio uh, definitely I'd probably rather have, but he is a bit more expensive. He's seven points four or five now. So, like, he is up there. But uh, I like your McNeil shout, Seamus. I like it. Uh, I like it indeed. Anything else left in that raggedy old bag of yours? Well, we have Alan, Alan Fruity, whose uh, Twitter name is Six Times, and he's got six stars. And his profile pic is a picture of Jurgen Klopp back in younger days with mad hair. Man United uh, so. A Limerick man is leading the FPL hangover league. What could possibly go wrong? It's kind of 
already. He answered his own question there, didn't he? Question, yeah. <laughs> second place now since uh, today's games. Christian Arstad, actually, this so this ties in perfectly with our uh, FPL Hangover Mini League podcast, Mini League. Um, we have, uh, yeah, number one is Christian Arstad, who had 61 points uh, as it stands right now. He had Ederson, De Bruyne, and Sterling all play today. Alan also had Sterling, but he didn't have the other guys. So uh, he's down to second, but it's really tight. There's five points between them. It's going to come down to the final day of the season. Um, it is. I'm looking forward to it. We don't want to go into too much in this episode just because, as you said, there isn't... Uh, the game week's not done. There's only, what, fucking a handful of points between fifth and first, do you know? That could all be yeah. changed by the end of the week. Yeah, Paul Galloway was number one last week. He's down to fourth at the, as it stands right now with the live points. Uh, his captain, Jesus, did not work out, which is a shame. Um, Should have worked out, though. He'll definitely have been second to see that 94-minute goal ruled off. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm delighted to hear you say that. I did not know he had a goal to rule out. No, three, so, minutes, uh, three minutes and 50 seconds gone, I think, in and around that. And I knew it. I was like, just wait till the end, wait till the end. And when he stuck it in, I was like, you know, I, I, I give it a bit of a yip. And then kind of realized pretty quickly that the flag had gone up. So, yeah, yeah devastated. Our final question of the drunk tank before we finish up there. Uh, is that Pierre Rowe, a good friend of, uh, of ours? And he has said, look, he's just he's, he's in France or he's just back from France. Um, enjoyed it, Rogue. There's still time. I want to ask, what one tactic or strategy will you change in FPL next season? Oof, that's a, low, that's a big one. You know, I know this seems to have wrecked your head a bit. You were you were flapping your gums about it. What? Twenty-four, twenty-four seconds to answer that question, Joe. Go. Twenty-four. Why did you pick such a random number? Twenty-four hours in the day. Oh, fair enough. Uh, if I was to change one, I'll just take your answer. Um, I will follow my gut and play a bit more loosey goosey. Um, no, I think to be honest with you, like if I was to if I was to make one tactic that would affect my FPLs next season, it's don't do a fucking podcast. Do you know, that's like, that's mainly the, the tactic I would take because it, it just saps you. It saps you. Of, you just end up looking at too much. Too, I think my mic might be effing that cunt tonight. I really hope this isn't coming across Naples. No, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, once or twice you've sounded a bit like you're just to suddenly decide the volume's gone up suddenly, but uh, other than that sounds okay. I think it's changing, my mic is changing the default mic back to the Yeti. I feel like that's a wiring issue somewhere, which is a little frustrating. But this isn't what people are listening to an FBL podcast for. Hopefully it hasn't fucked up too much. But yeah, no, I just wouldn't do a podcast. Uh, It's just, you look, and this kind of, you know, to be a bit more succinct is that try to not take in such a broad range of uh, approach to it. And just kind of, as you said, before we started recording, James, using using your gut a bit more, not overthinking things. I think that was my issue was I just kept overthinking because I'm eating so much information and I'm taking so much in, I'm overthinking. I'm thinking too many options. Whereas like nine times out of 10, it's that, Oh yeah. Well, that was the obvious move that I didn't want to make because I thought it was too obvious. Do you know that kind of way? Like for example, the foster Pope decision there at the start of the restart, simple decision, big mistake. Ings to DCL again, overthinking things, big mistake for me. Do you know, so yeah. little things like that would be something I'd hope to change for next season. But you know, hope is yeah, what kills you. That's what I was saying to you before, and um, yeah, use use my gut a bit more. Um, I think there's times where I'm using stats a bit more. I think stats are useful when trying to decide between maybe two players that you're not sure of. But there's definitely been times where I haven't used my gut. Uh, what, I, what I'll often do, what I've been successful in the past is line up my transfers a week or so in advance, maybe two weeks in advance. But certainly, you know, when I set my, when the game week kicks off at like whatever, 12.30 on a Saturday, uh, as soon as the game refreshes, I set my team for the following week and go, oh yeah, these are the players I'm going to start. I kind of go with my gut there. And then throughout the week, then kind of go, maybe I'll swap this guy for the bench. And yeah, because you're overthinking it. Regret it because I'm kind of basing it on form or something at the weekend. So I think kind of have your line, your transfers lined up in a week. It was a good option anyway. But I am definitely planning on changing my strategy or altering my strategy a small bit next season. There seems to be a definite change in, the, in FPL in the last two seasons, maybe three, where in the past, um, going for more risky moves or kind of taking uh, risks 
wasn't rewarded and it was seen as chasing points. And I was always very wary of being that guy who was chasing points each week. But there seems Grew up to having nightmares of it, like a recurring nightmare. But there seems to be the last week or two, who, he who dares wins. A lot of people are doing well this season are doing well because of that approach. Um, and I've noticed a lot of players who are doing well this year who, you know, whose previous best record was quite low. There's a lot of players who are like really high up the rankings in leagues that I'm in that, you know, have never finished in the top 100K before in the last three or four seasons. Now, maybe they haven't played it seriously, but you know yourself, when you start doing well, that's when you start playing it seriously. So I'm sure next year they'll be playing it a whole lot more seriously. Yeah, that's when I am, it all goes downhill, James. I, I am going to look at a few strat- people or players and analyze what has worked for people this year and try and develop a strategy myself. But definitely trusting my gut a whole lot more. And almost one thing I might try and implement is if I have a bad week and my team is still looking good, not to make a transfer next the, the following game week. Something like that. Because I've found when I've had a good game week and I've sat on it, I've had a bad game week. Maybe that's when I should be making my most transfers. You know, like Alex Ferguson, don't settle for, you know, success. Always make changes to keep improving. If you're, you know, yeah. Have a- I mean, I do imagine Alex Ferguson is your biggest inspiration for fantasy Premier League. After yourself. After me, yeah. No, of course, after me. That's a given. But, Alex Ferguson uh, didn't win four years in Roger. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. It's gonna be five. Don't d- don't count me out yet. Yes. Oh, it's not five. I haven't won the last four years. Okay, so nice. last <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this this hard seltzer has gone to my head, and with that in mind, it is a, a sip of a hard seltzer to all of the working men and women who didn't. Uh, I feel like a wino drinking this drink. Oh. I fucking look at the can, man. It basically says liver failure honest you know as opposed to my 95 calorie hard seltzer white claw which is which is the new thing that everyone's talking about i i reckon this is going to be the new gin for a little while i thought i thought it was maybe a german craft beer and it was like niche probably should have realized when, when you pull it out of the bin with a two euro sticker on it was it yeah <laughs> get out of town but that wraps up the drunk tank i imagine Seamus, is it that's our, uh, that's the last drunk tank question. Look, we I think though, Rogue, um, you asked the question there. I think we'll probably discuss this a whole lot more in our uh, end of season or preseason pods. We will be back, obviously, discuss this uh, at, after next game week. And um, yeah, the preseason will start probably pretty quick after that. We've all kind of already had our break, you and I, um, those intervening weeks between game week uh, twenty nine and game week thirty plus. So. Yeah, we uh, we'll discuss that a bit more in depth at that stage. So yeah, hopefully there'll be lots of new announcements for the FPL hangover. We're hoping to to move things around, shuffle shuffle a couple of mediums or audiums, as I say, around the place and see what we can bring you for season three. Uh, change this up a, a bit. But I think that about wraps this episode up too, Seamus. Now we we did barely go into the league. I will say that, but you know, again we're saving this for next week so we can really make a big fuss of the fucking winner oh next week is going to be an extravaganza the next episode james it's really tight at the top the top four are separated as it stands live at the moment um top four i'm going to refresh this to make sure they all seem to be separated by 24 points so it's all to play for um you know somebody comes in here like who's alan finucan's in second he's got captain salah Christian Arce has got Captain Fernandez. If one comes in over the other, it's yeah. all it's all swings. It's all up in the air right now, Seamus. It's everything's up in the air. I'm fully expecting Rashford to bang a hat trick against West Ham and to send me flying to the top of our mini league. That's what I reckon I'll be coming into for game week 38. Then I won't even free hit. I won't even bother. Why would I? I, I was would... going to suggest that. I think your team looks grand. I don't think you need to actually free hit next week. Yeah, I already had a couple of people online talking about how free hitting is dangerous, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? It's like, you're going, yeah, maybe if you act an absolute lunatic, they're free hit. But by that logic, transfers are dangerous, you know? They um, are. They're very dangerous. I wouldn't leave your house. Um, my mic might have brought up a bit there, you were saying, James. You're pointing at your ears. No, I'm saying I listen to them. Oh, listen, I actually was fully worried that my mic was... was go- I can't oh. hear you. I can't hear you, Jerry. You're, you're talking. But uh, uh, but look, look before yeah, I can hear you eager to wrap up the pod. And I don't want to let you off the hook. Okay? I don't want to let you off the hook. I don't know what our timeline is looking like. But come here. 
give your old pal Seamus uh, a hint as to what you're looking at with your free hit. See, this up is there. why I wanted to end this episode. So I knew you were going to try and weasel it out of me. Come on, well, what players... I mean, to answer the, the, the drunk tank questions earlier, is there any... Uh, like, I can only afford a couple of players anyway. Yeah. Um, any players... You, which players are you looking at to launch you up the league? Okay. The likes I'm not, I'm of... I get Harry Kane and Aubameyang. So even if you end up getting both or whatever, I, like, I don't even think I'll get one of them. Never mind two. The only way I could... I don't even think if I got Alexander Arnold's down to a four, four point or three point nine player, I could maybe get him in his two, whoever's cheaper out of the two of them. Maybe. It is a three point eight defender in there now. Williams three point eight. Let me just see this here. I get seven point four for that. Okay, what's the cheapest defender? I On air is not the time for you to be blathering. No, no, this is perfect. Fans will love this. Um, who would you say was three point eight? Williams three lighted, but you have three lighted players. Right. Okay. If, yeah, I can't, afford, I can't afford him. I can get fucking Killman. Okay. So I get Killman. I can afford, oh, I can afford 12.1 as a striker. So I go. can't afford So I'll probably come at it with both. Like, because I don't know where you're going to get a Kane or an Aubameyang. So I'll probably smash it. But there's a couple of players, like, I'm just going to be basically targeting differentials. I think the likes of, uh, we've already mentioned Kane, we've already mentioned Aubameyang. I personally am looking at the likes of a McNeil. I think he's a great shout at Dwight McNeil. <laughs> Just trying to piss you off, Seamus. Totally over your head. But uh, no, I mean, like... I got it. I heard it. I think there's a lot of players that, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to move to, and I can set my team up as a bunch of differentials. So the likes of, yeah, Everton against Bournemouth, Arsenal against Watford, Spurs against Crystal Palace. Uh, I'm not going to be targeting the ones that I know you can't get away from every you can't get away from your Wolves players too too much. You can't get let away me, let me tell you what players you're gonna have. Right. Okay, tell me what players I'm gonna have. You're gonna have a Spurs defender. I don't know what the REA situation is. I like unfortunately not gonna have so. REA, but gone, yeah. yeah. Did he actually I'm gonna check did he play this week? He's played ninety minutes uh, last week's which really sad story about the death of his brother. But uh, I imagine you're gonna have a Spurs defender. Okay. Yes. You're gonna have Harry Kane and Son. Okay. You're going to have a Bamiang. Those are going to be your two strikers. You're pissed off at Jesus, so you're not going to have a Ju- Jesus now. No. You're going to have David Silva, and you're probably going to have Sterling instead of De Bruyne. Uh, you pretty much nailed them all so far. And I told you already I'm going to have Martinez in goals. I'm going to have... Oh, uh, are you? Okay, I thought you were going to have Pope in goals. Okay, no, I'm going Martin- to go Pope. It, like, I'll go Burnley at the back. Yeah, yeah you're going to have Peters, and you're going to have Tarkowski. You're going to have... Yeah. Ch- yeah. So all you need to know, Seamus, is that you are going to be going in against a stacked deck in game week 38. Oh, it's so stacked. I just hope none of those results work out. <laughs> yeah, and before you left me, let, before I do wrap this episode up, and you didn't let me away without answering anything about my free hit, so I'm not going to let you away without explaining your fucking bench boost and the yeah. balls you met at that. <laughs> yeah. That, um... That is all a result of there being a fucking Tuesday fucking deadline uh, for game week 36. And I... If I was to offer some criticism at the start of this, yeah. I thought playing the free hit for those midweek matches was a bit risky anyway. Do you know? So you basically played your free hit in game week 36 and got shafted by rotation, essentially. I mean, obviously the results didn't turn out. No, 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 my bench boost, you mean. Bench boost, my apologies. What did I say? Free yeah, hit? Yeah, sorry. Was using game week 30 plus when we just came back and that actually went really well um but yeah my bench boost yeah no no it was i'll, I'll own up to it right now fucking that bench boost was made like the deadline for that particular it was chelsea norwich on the tuesday night so what was that like an eight o'clock kickoff or something like that i think that yeah, was an early i think that was an early one because i was at work checking the fucking the leaks to see if i go into you know yeah, whatever day it was right i um i had pulisic as captain that game but i decided to I was busy. I was working as well. I decided to play my bench boosts. I uh, lined up weeks in advance. Like, oh, 36 is the week that both my keepers have pretty good uh, fixtures. You got like, keeper uh, blinded. Yeah. And I was kind of like, you know what, Seamus, there's probably going to be a lot of rotation here. And I was like, well, look, you can't fucking control that. So I made my transfer and I kind of went, you know what? Fuck it. Bench boost. Play it. Saved it. This was like, you know, the, just before the deadline. Deadline being 7.15. No, the deadline here says 7.15. So 
I fucking afterwards then you know I had two players that didn't even play. I had I actually got my bench boost got, got me three points. If I bench boost this week, I have twenty three points on my bench this week. I have a, I have a two clean sheets, eight points from Stevens, six points from Dina, and eight points from Foden, and like one point from Schmeichel on my bench. You know, if I done it this week, you know our mini league here between you and I would be over. I'd be fifty points ahead or something like that. Yeah, um, game set and match. Yeah, I fucked up. Um, and that was a case of like just rushing it because of the deadlines there. And I hadn't actually looked. And I remember looking kind of going, well, if I don't want to play it in 37 or 38 because Schmeichel has a bad game and I don't want to play it against Spurs. Uh, I don't want to play it in game of 38 because Schmeichel is playing Man United. But every- I and <laughs> went, hang on, you know, in game week 37, Foden is playing, who did they just smash? today Watford. Uh, Foden is playing Watford uh, Dinya is playing Sheffield and Stevens is playing Bournemouth yeah. you know I should have went those are all like really great fixtures uh, so I got keeper blinded and I didn't uh, I for once underanalyzed and didn't fucking think about it too much yeah. well you threw a Ferguson quote I'll throw a Roy Keane one right back at you you know fail to prepare prepare to fail isn't that what they say Seamus yeah yeah and um, I will own up to that that was my own failings, and uh, yeah, I'll learn that. But this is it's kind of unprecedented having having these amount of uh, games in such close proximity. Together, it is. So. It is, and it is unprecedented times, Seamus. Well done. You've bookmarked the episode. I love it. And with that, we'll leave it there. Thank you for everyone. If you've listened this far, uh, fair play to you. You've just heard how a bench boost went wrong and how a free hit is most likely going to blow up in my face next week. But I do thank you for listening nonetheless uh, if you want to reach out to us on twitter you can get us at fpl hangover you can also reach out to us on gmail at fpl hangover at gmail.com uh yeah all the likes and retweets and love is much appreciated seamus you're gonna have to give everyone a special fucking a big you know good luck going into game week 38 yeah absolutely guys may your eyes be red because i want to get into that top 100k so you know i hope you all do shit shnakey shnakey with that lads god bless